You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. You'll notice again the primary character of the text, the woman with a flow of blood is unnamed. Seemingly Mark, the author considered what she did more important than her her name. But he does identify what was going on with her at, at the time. She had a flow of blood, which was abnormal. She was not supposed to be discharging blood constantly or continually. Something was was wrong. And when you consider verses 29 and 34, the woman deemed it, or Mark rather deemed it, when she finally got her deliverance, an affliction, and in verse 34, Jesus also identified it as an affliction. And an, an affliction has numerous definitions. In one sense, an affliction is a problem. Another is a disorder. Another is something that's extremely painful. Nevertheless, when you consider the verse, it was something that was continual and therefore bothersome that had been happening to the woman 12 years. 12 years. And also, when, when you consider the text, the implication is that when the affliction started, the woman, based upon the time that she was living in, was she was extremely wealthy because throughout the years of her affliction, she was able to not only see one doctor, two doctors, but the text is many. So she had enough money to just go from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. He don't know what he's doing, so I'm going to see if this one knows. And, and that's a luxury that many of us, we, we, we don't have that luxury. We just can't keep going from one to it. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we say, well, I'm going to get a second opinion, but usually it stops at number two. Why? Wow, it takes money when you get to talking about five, six, and seven. So the implication again is that she had Money. She had money. Able to spend money trying to get her condition taken care of. Implication also is that her faith was in medicine. 
Yeah, her faith was in science. Her faith was in what the doctors could do. Had to be. No matter how disappointed she was in the first two doctors, that didn't stop her from seeing doctors three, four, five. Again, I'm just considering the text. Many physicians. But then it also says about the doctors that they couldn't help her. Because instead of them helping her, notice the text, they caused her to suffer. She had bad experiences from folk that she thought could help her. Ooh, that sounds like some of us. Have you ever been disappointed by somebody that you thought could help you? Now, this is the thing. You paying somebody to help you, but... They making you worse. You had a little power when you started. And you had so much trust in folk. Professionals. That you were willing to bring the power down. To empty out the power. And you experience no better. <laughs> but the doctors made you worse. Why didn't she stop? If, if they just kept making her worse, why didn't she just stop? Because that's where her trust was. You, you know, it, it, it's some women that they, they, they'll get one bad man. And you be like, she done learned her lesson from him. Yeah, she done learned her lesson. She ain't going. But then she get another bad. Maybe y'all women right here don't like it, so let me just flip it a little bit. You, you, you know, there, there, there are some men that, that, that they get a woman that just ain't no. And you're like, well, maybe he done learned his lesson. He's just going to wait on God to bless him. Then he gets another bad woman. And, and see, I, I can use the same analogy with, with cars, with this, that, and the other. That, that it should be a time to where you recognize that you done tried this and, and it don't get no better. That it's time to just sever it cut it off but but then on the other hand it, it's about choices it's about not learning from your choices see there are certain choices you make that before you make another choice you should learn from that And I'm just going to be honest with you. I made some choices in, in life that, that, that I should have learned from those choices. But I didn't learn. 
And, and sometimes you, you will make the same bad choice again and again because there is an element of what you're choosing. That you either like or you have become addicted to it. Ooh, some women are addicted to bad men. <laughs> Woo! Good. Go! Women looking like, yeah, and there's some men that are addicted to. And see, when you become addicted to something, you, you will keep doing the same thing again and again and again. You'll feel like that's the only thing you can get. That's the only option that you have. And seemingly that was what was going on with the woman because she was so hung up on physicians helping her to where she went broke. broke and you know when, when, when the money left but when the money was gone the physician said ain't no more I can do for you if you ain't got no money but seem like if you've been making me worse you would try to correct your error You ever hit rock bottom <laughs> and felt like somebody owed you something? It was in part their <laughs> fault. <laughs> I wonder if she felt that way. You know, because we, 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 will, we will play the blame game sometimes. And often we will look at everything saving our choices. Say to your neighbor, you got to watch your choices. It talked about how Jesus suffered, but, but it also talked about how he learned. You got to learn from, from making bad choices you got to learn when it's time to just cut somebody or something off completely you got to learn when, when, when to put yourself in check after you see that the biggest problem is you. And so, the physicians are gone because there's no more money. And the state of the woman, according to the text, is worse. Worse. Now worse. In one sense. Is that. It means that she has been. Ruined. She's been ruined. It's no longer good, literally speaking. It's in a state of, of ruin. And so she has to ask herself as a free moral agent, do I allow 
where I am right now. To finish my story. Or not. And sometimes you have to ask yourself. That question when, when you feel like you done hit the bottom. Uh, 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 seemingly it can't get no worse. Am I going to just sit. Where I am and just let this be the end. The conclusion of my testimony. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know where you are right now. But if you're where the woman was in a place of worse, you have a decision to make. You going to let worse finish your story? See, some of us going through something right now to the point to where we, we even have folk trying to tell us how it's going to end. <laughs> trying to tell us how our conclusion going to be. And, 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 and you have folk that, that would do that uh, throughout society. You, you can go to the bank and, and the bank will tell you or some officer will tell you based upon what they see on paper what you can't do in your life. You can be like the woman in the text. You can go to four or five physicians and they can actually try to convince you that look, this is what's going to happen in reference to your life. The first year, this is going to happen. Second year, this is going to happen. Third year, this is going to happen. And then the fifth year, Now, now, this is what bothers me when worse does happen to us. Is that, and I'm saying this real lightly, based upon some of the conversations I've had with people, we believe that others are right in reference to our life. Well, the doctors say such and such, so I'm just trying to make sh- what they say is going to at least be two years before I'll be able to get my, so I'm just going to. So your conclusion is that what they said is right. And, and my question to anybody that's taken another person's word for something is this right here. Is that person God? That's my question. Is that person God? Now, now, people can mean well when they tell you, based upon your situation, what they feel your conclusion is. Now, they, they, they can mean well telling you that. But my question to you is, is that person God? And if your answer to me is that, no, the person that told me that is not God, well... My thing is, if the person is not God, why are you accepting it? I say, if the person that is trying to give you your conclusion is not God, why are you accepting it? God is the author and finisher of our life. If we are children of God. He's the Alpha, the O, 
the beginning and the the first and the the one that was and when Paul talked about God in in the book of uh, Romans the fourth chapter he talked about him being the one that, that speaks those things that are not as though they were He was simply saying about God that God can say a thing and that thing will surely come to pass. And and if God has said a thing about you, but somebody else is saying is not so, the only one that can mess that thing up is you. You can mess it up simply by the choice that you make. You have to make up in your mind whose report are you going to believe. I don't care if you're at rock bottom right now. You have to make up in your mind, am I just going to settle? And just start speaking out of my mouth that I'm not coming out of this? Am I just going to settle and start thinking in my mind that my life is never going to get better? I'm never going to be completely transformed or turned around in this situation? It's your choice. Jesus himself said, if you can believe it's possible. What's the implication? It's your choice. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. But if you believe it, you can experience the impossible. You can experience what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into your heart. But it's your choice. But you got to watch your mind. You got to watch your mouth. You got to watch where you hang when you have hit bottom. You got to watch who you listen to when you're going through something in your body. Going through something in your mind that's trying to take you out. No doubt. While the woman was going from one physician to another, she was not listening to the right thing. She wasn't listening to the right thing. You check out times where you made one bad decision after another. You weren't listening to the right thing. You may have been listening to somebody that you thought had your best interest at hand. You may have been listening to somebody that you thought had. You are not listening to the right voice. Say to your neighbor, the the, the wrong voice will mess up your life. Adam and Eve got to listening to the wrong voice, that being the serpent. And and when Adam got to talking other than God talked, when God finally showed up and, and Adam got to talking stuff that God had told him not to be involved in, not to be doing this, that, and the other. And, and God just simply asked him, who you been talking to? What's going on with you? And the first thing he did is what most of us used to do and may still do. We shift the blame. That woman you gave me. That's my problem. Woman showed up. What's going on with you? The serpent. He beguiled me. He tricked me. And such has been the case ever since. Women been being tricked. Year in and year out. I'm going to lose my women crowd. I better pull back. 
But that was a good opportunity to talk about that. She hadn't been listening to the right folk. And, and, and I don't know why, but sometimes folk who know better will start listening to folk they have no business listening to. Get this right here. Paul said, bad company or communication corrupts good habits. You can't hang with anybody. You can't listen to anything. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You may not see nothing wrong with it, but what does the Bible say about it? Because the Bible is bigger than your opinion. The Bible is bigger than what you think. She had not been listening to the right folk. Because notice, after worse... becomes her situation. Finally, she hears about Jesus. But when she heard, she hadn't been hearing the word. But when she heard about Jesus, her situation was word. But then here comes the but. But when she heard about Jesus, hadn't met him, hadn't shook hands with him, she just heard. She just heard about him. She heard about true salvation, true healing. True deliverance. She heard about the person that has the final say. Why is it nowadays and times is somewhat the opposite of what was going on in the text? Now the woman had heard about Jesus. But you have Saints that hear Jesus, hear the word, but go from the word looking for another alternative. We do in reverse to the text. Now, we, we see in the text it got worse for her, but we'll leave the word. And based upon the text, go to, am I putting down anybody or anything? No. I'm just sticking to the text. When she heard about Jesus, she was completely transformed. Her mindset was transformed. Her talk was transformed. Everything about her was completely changed when she heard about Jesus. When she heard about Jesus based upon the text, she wasn't trying to find no more money to get to no physicians. Her next thing was, I got to go to church. I got to go to one of his services. And get this. She was still in the state of worse. But her mindset was, my answer is in Jesus. But again, saints, get the word, leave the word. And search for an alternative. The thing that God ordained to deliver you. You're getting. But you still look for an alternative. Say to your neighbor. This is not Walker 101. It's based upon the text. Now ask somebody. Looking at him or her eye to eye. Do you see it according to the text? 
she heard about Jesus. What does hearing do to a person? Hearing is the first step in making a person a faith walker. For Romans 10 and 17 says this right here. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's the first step in you becoming a faith walker. And when you become a faith walker, you stop looking to a person for your deliverance. You start looking to Jesus. Will Jesus lead you to a person? Yeah. He'll tell you to go to a person. But see, the woman's problem was she was going to physicians without God leading her to go. Some of our problems... We do things without acknowledging God in all of our ways in order for him to direct our path. If I'm talking about you, tell your neighbor he talking about me. I done been there before. I done did it because I just felt it was the thing to do. But you can't feel it's the thing to do as a child of God because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You can't have the mentality of a sinner if you're a saint. You have to be led by God. Everything you say, everything you think, everything you do needs to be orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. John 16 and 13 says, when he comes, and how many have the Holy Spirit? He will guide you, get this, into all truth. He'll tell you exactly what you need to do and don't need to do. He'll tell you what to take and what not to take. What to eat and what not to eat. He'll tell you where to go and where not to go. He'll tell you what to listen to and what not to listen to. He'll got you into how much truth? And so she heard about him. Now, this was a woman that was addicted to going to physicians. And I want you to be honest now. If, if a person is addicted to something, even if that person is, has hit rock bottom, will that person find some kind of way to get what he or she is addicted to? A, crack, a crackhead will steal from his mama. The get what he thinks he needs. The woman, the woman could have did the same thing, even if she would have started begging to get money. But see, that was not what happened to her. She was in a state of worse, a ruin. But when she heard the word, it completely changed her. Completely changed her mentality. I have to get to Jesus. My deliverance is in Jesus. If I'm going to come out of this predicament that I am, I have to go to Jesus. What she had been through what she had been addicted to she had completely severed from her life some of us the reason we are not getting certain desires certain things that happen that we've been praying for for a long time is because we have not severed what God has been telling us to lose. You've heard him say it, whether directly or indirectly, but you still choose to hang on. She didn't have an alternative once she heard the word of God. And, and again, I know she was broke, but she could have came up with some way or another to go back to getting some money, some kind of a way. But her mindset was, if Jesus don't do it, it's not going to be done. 
And some of us, that's where you are right now. You're in a place right now to where it's time to stop playing around and just allow Jesus to do for you what needs to be done. You done tried it on your own. You done tried others. You done did this, that, and the other. But instead of your situation getting better, your situation has grown worse. And this message is specifically for you. You cannot allow worse to finish your story. Do you, do you want your story to conclude by you not trusting God for your salvation? Do you want your story to conclude by you allowing a person to guide you down the wrong path? Do you want your story to conclude by you just say, I just accept that what's happening to me is what happened to all my family. My daddy didn't have nothing. His daddy didn't have nothing. His daddy didn't have nothing. And so that's why I don't have. Say to somebody, I'm not going to allow my story to end with words. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I got to do something. I'm not just going to give up and say, this is how I'm going to end. This is my conclusion. You know what it literally means to, to say that something is concluded? It means that you're just going to close the book. Well, they say, I ain't going to have but three more months. So I'm just going to. Well, money ain't came by now, so I, I'm just going to settle. I've been praying for a man and he ain't came yet, so I'm just going to. I asked God for a house 10 years ago and I ain't, so I'm just gone. Notice what Mark specifically points out in the text. How long the woman had been in need of deliverance. Say to your neighbor, take your eyes off how long it's been. Get your eyes off of how long it's been and understand that God sent this message for you to understand that you don't have to conclude your story with words. Yeah, I'm still. No, that does not have to be your conclusion. Yeah, I'm still broke. I, no, that don't have to be your conclusion. Pastor, look, it's been 15 years. It does not matter. 12 years. One occasion in the scripture, 38 years. It does not matter how long it's been. What matters is your choice. I said what matters is your choice. Ask your neighbor, what are you going to do? Some of us ain't addicted with Jesus. You got to get addicted to Jesus the same way you were addicted to that man sister
You call it morning, noon, and night. Get addicted to Jesus the same way. Wake up talking Jesus. At noontime, talk Jesus. Before you go to bed, talk Jesus. Don't say you putting them first. Put it first. The woman got so addicted to Jesus. Get this. When she was in a state of worse. To where she showed up to the service. And acted like she had a more special a closer relationship with Jesus than anybody else. Get this. She done showed up to the service and folk all up on Jesus. Touching him everywhere. Now she done showed up with her special self. And at the back of the at the back of the church but ain't gonna stay on the back seat. They all up against Jesus, but here she go with her special. If I can just touch the hem of his clothes, shakata, I'm going to be made way. She felt she had a special relationship with Jesus. She felt her relationship with him was unique. Get this. And had never laid eyes on him. She felt she had a special relationship with Jesus based upon what she had heard. Never seen him. How do you become so addicted and feel that you and a person have a special relationship and you have never laid eyes on the person? She had to hear what Jesus said to Thomas. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believe she showed up with her special self and she had some belief in her get this she was thinking right and she was talking right and she was about to step out right you gotta be addicted to him you, you can't let Sunday be your final day with Jesus Jesus ain't no one day man Jesus, my Sunday man. No, Jesus ain't no Sunday man for nobody. He got to be your man. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, you know, I'm going to go to church today because I'm feeling kind of low. Me and my boyfriend had it out, so I just go in there to just hear a little something. No, 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 no. Jesus can't be who you go to when you're in trouble. You got to get so addicted to him to where you got to talk to him every morning. You got to read about him every evening. You got to make him number one for real. And brothers, you have to do the the same. She felt like she was special. Y'all hold it on. But get this. His disciples had lost That special connection to Jesus. When, when the woman finally made her way to Jesus with her special self, touched him, Jesus said, 
Who touched me? He was asking his disciples, who, who touched me? What you talking about, Lord? <laughs> they, they knew everything that Jesus asked. Or when they first formed a relationship with him, they knew everything that he asked was significant. Very important. But now they're talking to the one that they serve. They're talking to Emmanuel. As if something wrong with him. Lord, everybody up on you, what are you talking about? Who touching you? They lost it. They lost it. They, they lost it to the point to where he had to turn. <laughs> And find out for himself. What happened to your fire, sister? You used to be on fire. Brother, what happened to that excitement about, about coming to church? Man, you were so dedicated before you became a, a, a minister. Uh, uh, oh. What? What happened? What happened to that addiction? What happened to that love for Jesus? You had for the streets. What happened to that love for Jesus that, that you wouldn't allow anything that attacked your body to have the final say? Who touched me? No, we don't know. Everybody up against you. Who touched you? Everybody up against you. Well, move. Let me see. Let me see. But get this. That woman was so addicted to Jesus and just wanted to touch, get this, something that belonged to him. It, it, it wasn't about what he had on. It, it, he just, she just wanted to touch something that belonged to him. If, if the disciples were in the place that they needed to be at the time, she would have been satisfied. Well, you've been with Jesus. You belong to him. Let me touch you. It wasn't about the clothes because folks were already touching his clothes. It was about her addiction to the point to where she just believed, I heard it, I believe it, and I'm just going to walk in that word until I get what I done said out of my mouth I want. Say to your neighbor, quit saying out of your mouth. You want it, but your actions say you don't. Get this, she said within herself. She wasn't trying to be loud with it. She, she just talking to us. If I just touch the hem of his clothes, I'm going to be made whole. Whatever happened to praying sisters that say, we're going we to see some healing tonight. You just speaking it before you even get to the church. God going to move mightily today. You speaking it before you ever get to church. Now you worried about two, three, four other things. Saving things that are important in reference to the service. That's how you used to be. Yeah, you're a faith walker, but where is your addiction? What that fire you used to have? 
It's quiet in here. Say to your neighbor, we can't stay in worse. Compared to where your fire used to be to where your fire is now, have you went from better to Compared to how your giving used to be to now, have you went from better to? Compared to how you used to trust God for anything, do you trust him for anything or do you just? Get this. When this woman finally touched Jesus, guess what happened? She fell. And, and I know we get messages, it ain't, it ain't about the feeling and this, that, and the other, but she fell in her body that she was, and, the, and, and, and when she felt it, guess who else felt it? Jesus. Jesus felt power went out of his body, but she felt power had went into her body. She felt him. She felt virtue. She felt strength. She felt what the Greek calls dudamis. She felt that something supernatural was happening to her. She felt that something was happening to her that was stronger than a pill, stronger than a shot, stronger than surgery. She felt something going up and down her body that completely made her well say to your neighbor it's time to get back to touching that which belongs to Jesus so we can get rid of the worst and experience the better I said so we can get rid of the worst and start experiencing the better you may come to the altar with worse but when you get up you're going to leave with better you may come wondering, but when you leave, you're going to have assurance. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. After 12 years, finally she felt. Get this. She felt, but she couldn't just check everything. In the midst of that crowd. She couldn't strip before the crowd. No, she couldn't do that. But she felt. And get this. She believed. When you get a word and, and you feel that that's your word, hang on to what you felt. Why is that? Because the Bible says that the enemy... Every time he sees that you receive your word, that he comes and tries to get it out of your heart. Part of your heart is your feelings. He'll try to steal it from you. And so finally, when, when Jesus looked to see, she came before him, fearing and trembling. Never met this man before. And she told him, get this, the whole truth. That's how we get the story. She told him about the physicians. She told him about the money that she had and how she had spent. Every, told him everything. Everything. And, and this is very important. I'm getting ready to close it. But this is very important. Because remember the subject. Worse will not finish my story. That was her determination. But look at this. Look at the text. When she told Jesus the whole truth, notice what he says as I concluded. Lord have mercy. Y'all ain't got it by now. You ain't going to get it. Notice this. Verse 34. Mark 5, 34. He said to her, daughter, your faith. What you heard 
And you start thinking, talking, and doing. That made you well. That made you whole. Notice. Daughter, your faith has made you well a whole. Your faith. Again, what she heard made her whole. But faith without is what? In other words, complete faith is when you not only hear it, but you start thinking, talking, and help me doing it. It made you, you well. Her physical condition. She was well. See, she couldn't confirm it, but here Jesus, the one that can see everything, knows everything. Is he omniscient? Is your, your faith that made you well. Now, if, if the only thing he was concerned about was her physical condition, leave it alone then, Jesus. You say her faith that made her well, leave it alone. He didn't stop right there. Because, see, even if, if she would have been well physically, it still would have been one part of her life that was Worst. Because, see, worse was not only her physical condition, worse was also her financial condition. Because, see, if some folk got a, got a pile full of money, but it's something else when you look at it, they're broke. We want, we want to have the money and everything else right. Productive in every of what? But hold on, hold on. Your faith has made you well. Then he said, go in. What's that next word? Go in peace. She already physically well, but he said, go in peace. Peace. The number one meaning of peace. You And I've said this time and time again, but I pray to God you get it today. Peace, whether we're, whether we're talking about the Hebrew word, shalom, or whether we're talking about the Greek word, arain, both have the same number one meaning, prosperity. She broke. Jesus speaks a word. She already believed the word. She already in that state to where she believed that whatever she hear about Jesus going to happen. So now he speaks on her. Look, you go. You start walking in prosperity. You, st- you still ain't got no money. You, you done got your physical healing. You still ain't got no money. Now you go in peace. Go prosper. Go do what I wish. Third John 2, beloved I, above what? That you, and be in what? Look at this. Hold on, because he's not done. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Why did he speak to her again about her affliction? Because he knew when she started prospering, what is the enemy going to do? He going to come right back. He reminded her. The number two. What is two? Testimony. Reminded her of how she got her deliverance. And how she needed to keep her deliverance. Understand this. When you come to this altar. And you feel that God has healed you. Don't you allow anything or anybody to convince or tell you otherwise. The woman in the text. Experienced worse. But she did not allow worse. To finish her story. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.